Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowery. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiologist and a nutritionist and a bodybuilder, too. <laughs> bodybuilder, too. Rob Fortress Fortney. I'm a journalist, editor, writer, former competitive bodybuilder, and powerlifter. And this is Phil Stevens. I'm the founder of Strength Guild, Topeka, LiftForHope.org. I'm a competitive powerlifter and Highland Games athlete. And soon to be contestant on Dancing with the Stars. That's right. Me and, uh, yeah. the, what's that, uh, t- well, she's a guy now. Bono. Um. She, she's a guy. <laughs> Dude looks like wow. a lady. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, actually, she has got booted off. Uh-oh. Did I just... Did I just oh, uh, damn it, you ruined it. I, did I just make everybody know now that I watched Dance with the Stars? You, yes, you have. And you <laughs> take some Novadex to deal with all this estrogen. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can ever recover. I, I don't think I'm going to ever recover from that little... No, dip. you're not. Watch you just estrogen-soaked my... comment. You just, you just lost us several hundred listeners. <laughs> damn it. All right. Listeners, you just... You just heard a very cool intro from Amon Amarth. That's one of my favorite tunes lately. I don't know. I'm getting into those guys. Rob was, uh, I think, surprised that I was finally waking up to those guys after Jeez. years. Jeez, yeah, you're you're a bandwagon jumper. I guess I am, but you know, I, I just love it. it's it's you know because it's it's heavy, but it's still a little bit melodic here and there. I, I don't know. It's, and the the topics are just pure testosterone. Yeah, no, it it do, it really doesn't. I mean, in the underground metal circles, they, as usual, the people who are too true in cult, you know, kind of rip on them a little bit cuz cuz they're, you know, they've become kind of popular, um, but you know, in that realm certainly popularity is a relative sense of things, but uh, certainly they're not popular in a <laughs> Lady Gaga way. But yeah, I mean, I'm on a Marth. You you really can't go wrong with that as far as jacking your T levels. No, no. In fact, we'll talk about that later. This is our psych episode, everybody. Hey, Lonnie. Yes. You know what? I got one up on you anyway. Not that, not only do I own all their albums, but I actually have their limited edition bobbleheads. Ooh. I am not surprised. So what happened? Listeners probably, have we ever told listeners, your, uh, your, uh, abode is like, uh, I don't know, some type of, um, Shrine. Metal worship den with all kinds of useless <laughs> paraphernalia. Oh. <laughs> so think of it this way: when I get the Amonamarth rocking, I can get all the band ma- members bobbleheads with the vibrations rocking along with. Me. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, headbanging in tune, in rhythm. Nice, <laughs> nice. Your little tiny, your tiny little Amonamarth. Okay. Well, listen, we've got some news. Before I, I get into some of the, this news is all over the place here, but. 
I I wanted to just bring up what we were talking about before we hit the record button, and that's Phil's upcoming meet. I mean, we are just listeners. We are just talking about this. We Is this even to, worth the mention? Well, it's true because he competes so much. <laughs> but it's like every weekend, the guy's got a competition. Well, you know, but, oh. it's, but it's worth bringing up. So I mean, because this again, one is, this one's like, a table tennis. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm oh. sure it's not. So Phil, can you just fill in everybody what, what, what you're up to? Yeah. No, I'm going to do a meet at 2:42. It'll be my first 2:42 meet in probably about seven, eight years. Um, so that's I've little been for you, right? That's yeah, that's little for me. Normally it's 275. Okay, yeah. So I drop down. I'm gonna do one at 242 and see see what I. Uh, I'm on a 700 plus deadlift at 242. Would be nice. I'd be happy with that with the way training's been going. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a push pull meet, so I'll just do bench deadlift and uh, okay. see how things go. And this will kind of be a primer to then eat eat my way up and go back for that 804. Oh, there's no so. spot. There's no spot on this one. No, just just push pull. What are you gonna What are you hoping for on the uh, bench, Rooney? Uh, just anything that doesn't hurt. I, I, I kind of tweak my shoulder a little bit, so I don't know. Oh, jeez. So, well, you oh, told us about it, that, right? It, it, yeah. It's the one from a few weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so, so I don't know. I haven't pushed it at all, so the day of the meet I'll go in and I'll do something. I'll start out really light, see how that feels, and make big jumps. Right, yeah. So, so, so you'd start with, like, what, like 365 and then jump up to 405 kind of thing? or? Uh, eh, no, I'll start lower than that even with oh. the way things have been feeling. I'd probably start around 315. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just and what then, you do is you go out there and you start with ninety five. Yeah, you do all your warm ups backstage, so everybody thinks, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" And then you come exactly. out and you do your next attempt. You do four. I'll do ninety five, one thirty five. I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah man. that's that's the way it's it like works. those what street drag race things where you have like a sleeper car. You know, you've got like a, a I don't know a, a Ford Pinto or something, and there's some gigantic. 454 four barrel or something yeah, under the hood. <laughs> exactly. No, my best my best at 242 in deadlift was 680. So anything over that I'll be happy with. I did a, a pretty easy 685 the other day in the gym. So nice. I should be good for – I'm good for seven, on especially on a meet day. So. Oh, man. And then the main thing is just running for – making that push back up, and I'm, I, I will not miss 804 pounds again. I, I won't do it. So right that's on. my main goal is going back for that. Well, if you get, if you get the muscle tech going, there's no way you're gonna miss it. No, I know that's uh, I'm getting. I'm working on a uh, sponsorship with them and Krispy Kreme Donuts, and I figured that combination yeah. there is undefeatable. That's yeah, right. No, and I'll tell you what, grow a beard. I saw you deadlifting <laughs> once on one of your videos. I think you had like a big man beard. That, that exactly. That, that will that will add fifty pounds right there. Mm. Easy. Um, uh, you just throw your head back, and the beard carries you through. Are, are you suggesting that there's? Are you suggesting there's something other than a man beard, Lonnie? Are you? Are do you know certain females that have issues with? Uh, no, issues? but you. We've all seen the guys who can't grow a decent beard. Think of like Johnny Depp. You know, he has <laughs> oh, that little pencil thin mustache, and there's no goatee ever springing off his jaws. You know, not, not even a goatee. Yeah, he's he's never going to be a guest on this Brian Radio. Yeah. I won't, I won't. So let's move on to some other news. Let's keep this on track. <laughs> so everybody, this episode, it, we're sort of sponsored by a friend of mine, um, Christine uh, at Olympian Labs. She sent some Max Cuts, which was a, it's sort of a, an herbal blend, stimulant blend kind of thing. And we're not going to do a commercial for it, but it was appropriate to uh, sponsor a, a psych up episode. Uh, and, you know, on top of it, Rob, in um, in sort of 
homage to the way you and I used to do it, I just went and got a very bitter, double strong cup of Taster's Choice. Oh. Yeah, you know, instant coffee straight out of the microwave, make it double strong, double bitter. I mean, you could stand a fork up in it. Oh, yeah, man. You know? yeah. The worse it tastes, the better. In fact, Every time I take a drink, I'll be growling this episode. And if, if you can get, let it get cold, that's even better. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. Oh, come on. It's, it's, it's harsh enough. Okay, listen. A couple of things I just wanted to share. First, and, and maybe most importantly, is I've been mentioning this on the Iron Radio Facebook listeners page, but I'd like to announce we're going to slowly kick up our membership drive. Uh, I'd like to do it over the holiday season. It's a time people, you know, they tend to support causes and charities they like. And if you value Iron Radio, now is your chance. And I, I want to sweeten the deal. So if we can get five new supporting members, so supporting members, they, they, uh, do recurring donations of $4 a month. It's auto-donate kind of thing. And again, I've said it before, but it's less than the bank will sneak out of your account in, you know, hidden fees. Um, then you could support us. And if I, if we can get five new supporters by, say, Thanksgiving, I will double the contest prizes in our next two contests. Ooh. So right now we're, we're running the famous quotes contest and we've got what looks like dozens of, of suggestions already. So if you're interested in that, there's an ad later in the episode, but I will be able to pick twice as many people to win mugs and books and stuff like that. Iron, iron radio paraphernalia kinds of stuff. So that's what we're looking for. Five new supporting members. Uh, I noticed a couple of people on the Facebook page saying, I, yeah, I feel a little guilty. There's so much good information coming for free. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to step up. So everybody else follow suit. If you can become part of the iron army, I, I'm running ads actually now too on Facebook and a couple of different places. And with thousands of people seeing, you know, the iron radio emblem and stuff like that, you guys can boast it. You're part of the original iron army How about that. And top prize is Phil is going to grow a beard and then mail it to you. Oh my God, that's so wrong. I'll do it. I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're like Johnny Depp, you can glue it to your face and do yep. deadlifts with 50 pounds. More exactly. <laughs> that's wow. fantastic. All right, so double prizes, everybody. If we could get some um, members during this this holiday season, uh, and then uh, the other a bit of news. It's just sort of a something I came across uh, at the university, but. If you've ever wondered if your bodybuilding or powerlifting lifestyle is sort of hard on you or might even shorten your lifespan in some ways. In fact, once I wrote an article called High Stakes, which is about how, you know, massive calorie intake, that's sort of the opposite of the people who do calorie reduction for longevity, you know, and how basically everything that we do is, uh, you know, the extra body mass that we carry, all this kind of stuff. Is it detrimental? Well, I'm going to just point you to a website you could check out for yourself. It's called... Uh, living2100.com. So if you want, if you just go to www.living2100.com, there's a life expectancy calculator there. And what I think was cool about it, and why I thought I would bring it up, is that they literally don't just say what's your body weight, but they ask questions about bodybuilding. Believe it or not, like really? are you heavy because of your bodybuilding, uh, or how many times a week do you eat red meat as opposed to other kinds of meat? Uh, you know, stuff that's kind of true to our lifestyle. And obviously, we're all big proponents of a strength lifestyle or bodybuilding lifestyle. So life expectancy calculator at living2100.com. Check it out. I just did it, um, partly because I have a longevity in my family. It said I'm going to live to be 93 years old, despite oh. my despite my uh, 
abusive, testosterone-soaked lifestyle. So, anyway. That's supposed to be dead in six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to check it out, Rob. We'll see how long you live. See if you can make it to, you know, 50. No, I'm actually dealing with something like this right now with uh, life insurance policy because I'm so heavy. Dude. So having to go through and Man. get go to doctors and get OKs and say have them say, you know, it's not, you know, the guy's not stage 3 obesity. Amen. My, my, ins- my insurance agent, he actually uses me as an example. He told my wife and I this. I pay higher risk. I pay like $300 more every six months or something insane. And because my body mass index is, hovers around 30, which is obesity, you know, 30 is, you know, it's, of course, listeners, you know, that's weight for height ratio. Um, but because they don't take into account body composition, he would actually say, and I didn't have to teach him any of this. He's like, isn't it ironic that if you stop exercising, Lonnie, we'll give you better rates? <laughs> I mean, how ironic is that? Yeah. So, yeah, it's discrimination, I tell you. Yep, I, yep. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, that's all I've got as far as news. Something that, you know, little introspection there, how long you're going to live. Hopefully, yeah, uh, you, you won't, uh, I don't know, end up dying. I got, I got another piece of news we could put out there. Uh, last, last, uh, Thursday, our friend Jim Windler launched his store. Bunch of shirts up for sale. Let's go check those out. He's a good guy. Got some neat stuff up for sale. So. Yeah, rock on. We actually mentioned that, Rob and I, briefly, that you were, uh, you know, really busy doing some stuff with, uh, with Jim and stuff like that, so cool. Sure. Yeah. Okay, everybody. So we are going to uh, handle our psych up episode. Our psych episode. This may be the first of a couple, actually, and hence the caffeine and the coffee and everything yeah. else. Uh, and we're just going to talk about a couple of things today. So this is sort of Jim talk, but this is the kind of stuff where I know several listeners in the past have said, "I listened to you guys on the treadmill, or I listened to you on the way to the gym." Well, strap in. Because that's what we're going to talk about today, specifically getting you pumped up for the gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, if, in fact, first, let's just get into it. How do you prepare? How do you guys prepare? So, Rob, I know you and I have basically created an entire ritual of stuff that we've done before. But what about you, Phil? Do you do you think about a workout way in advance or? or oh, Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about the workout the night before, the morning of, you know, this and that. And for me, it's more of a case of I'm always up and ready to go. So usually it's a case of me staying settled down, just getting in the right mood, calming down and this and that until until the very end. Um, because I have a tendency, and I've seen it in other people, they um, they almost get too worked up too early. Yeah. And end up, you know, they, they burn through all their energy. But I don't have a problem getting getting up ready to go i mean I, there's been days of course but uh yeah i mean i'll listen to music on the way to the gym or this and that you know come in a half an hour early and, and get that rolling um wake up get get my food in me and yeah i'm thinking about it i i'm truly a proponent of i think i think what you're about to do should be a little scary um mm-hmm. and that if that doesn't get you going i don't know what will well, I think also you're sort of leading the way for uh, groups of trainees. You know what I mean? So as a coach, it, I imagine it's some way it's like me as a teacher. You know, I get in front of 100 people. You know, I, I got to be ready for that. Yeah. You know, and if like you, you got to be physically as well as mentally prepared. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine that's sort of a, a little bit of natural adrenaline rush there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can't let them show me up. 
So <laughs> damn right. <laughs> I got to be you know, in there. I think now. it I think <laughs> it was Wendler who may have said something along the lines of, "Listen, you're a coach, uh and by definition to some of the younger guys, that means you're old, you know? So it's fun to go just uh put on a little show yourself." Yeah. You know, show people exactly. what can be done. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Fortress, how far out are you thinking about a workout? Do you ever do it like a week out? You know, the old Tom Platt sayings about, God, he would look at forward to a, a leg workout two weeks in advance, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I uh, actually totally agree with what Phil says. I kind of think the most about the session net, like the session two or three days before it. And by the night before, I've stopped thought. I've stopped thinking about it entirely, and then the only time I start thinking about it again is an hour before I actually leave. Mm-hmm. So, because because I agree with, in the fact that you know, like I think you could overpsych yourself in some ways, and if you allow yourself to like you know for two or three days just keep kind of going over it over and over again, it can overwhelm you. So mm-hmm. you kind of think about it, you think what you have to do, and then a week, I mean a week, about an hour, hour and a half before. That's when I start thinking about it, but I don't think start thinking of it in a technical standpoint at that at that point. Now I start just thinking about it as far as um, you know, kind of r- ramping up for for success, kind of a thing. Yeah, you, you yeah. know what I've noticed is since I've been doing a little bit more on the power side lately, is I have to actually follow a little bit more like what you guys are saying. In pure bodybuilding, I would go in to annihilate myself at times. And, you know, of course, we've all talked about this, but I'm trying to stick to these progression models now that are very incremental. And, you know, it's not that I wouldn't occasionally take advantage of a lot of strength. And, if you know, if the bar's floating up and I'm feeling really good, maybe take advantage of that a little. But I've got to more or less stick to a plan. So I'm not sure it behooves me to be, you know, nose bleeding, eyes rolling back in the head, screaming barbarian when I rush into the gym. You know what I mean? I, because, again, I have to stick. If I've got, if I'm doing the five sets of five or something like that, that's with a certain weight. That's what I'm after. That's it, you know, and I well, don't yeah. want to go beyond that and do 10 extra sets. Yeah, so. no, entirely. And, and and that's the whole thing. And, and that's why we were even talking about this, I think, last week, the whole idea that, um, certainly, definitely when you're kind of following a very methodical kind of um, um, way of progressing in the gym, which is, you know, traditional kind of powerlifting type training, it, it really does change how you view the workout. And like you, like we were talking about last week, the whole idea of that, you know, you have to wrap your head. So specifically, if you're like Lonnie and I, where you kind of have that bodybuilding background and you kind of don't do that, but, you, you know, it, you go and you push, you push, you push, you push. And, and you know, when you start becoming more purist in kind of your strength um, building kind of pursuit, you understand the need to not push too much and not push too little, but to push yeah. just right on and schedule. You, yeah, yeah, and usually, if I think I think if you're if you're setting everything up correctly, and I, I, I wonder if Phil will agree with me. I'm sure he probably will. You, you should probably always have maybe at least a rep, maybe one, two, or three reps in the tank left for every set. That's really what I'm experiencing for the first yeah. time. Yeah, exactly that. You know, so it's like I, I always tell people, you know, so like, you know, how difficult should it be? And I'm like, well, you know, that's such a hard kind of ambiguous thing to say. But what I always tell people is, and, and this is certainly not an original idea. I've heard this from other people before, other experienced people. Um, you know, it, it should be it should be challenging. 
Yeah. You know, that's probably the best word to describe it. It shouldn't be like, you know, ball busting. It shouldn't be, I mean, of course, once in a while that's fun too, but generally speaking, when you're keeping to your, the sets that you're supposed to do and, you know, the training that you're supposed to do, it should be challenging, but not like, you know, to the point where you're like, you know, doing the old walk out of the gym, you know, after a squat session, you're like, you know, falling over and <laughs> that yeah, kind of right. thing. Well, it's calculated. Feel, yeah, yeah it's invig- calculated. invigorated and stimulated. That's the two words. You should feel invigorated and stimulated. You shouldn't be walking out of there thinking that, you know, it's probably best if you just take a nap in the bush before you go home. Like that's <laughs> that's probably pushing a bit too far. So yeah, and there's times for that. I mean, I think it's a difference between I know uh, for a strength athlete and, and me at least. It depends on where you are and where your next competition is and this and that. Um, my, my, how psyched up I get for a training session five months out from a meet and how much I get, like, now a week and a half out from a meet or the day of a meet is totally different in, in what I do. Like, you know, if I'm six months out, I can have those sessions where I go in and just kill it. Yeah. Um, yeah and then yeah. now a week out, it's like I'm having to go in there and I know that what I do now, a week and a half out, isn't going to make me stronger for the meet. Yeah. Um, it's 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 going in there and hitting some light stuff and, and hitting hitting what I need to, what I know I need to, and just staying as calm as possible and saving all that aggression for the meet. Because even that, even getting psyched up and, and that wears you down. You can't yeah. you can't run on that emotional high that many weeks. Right. Um, and that's one of those deals why people I I always get sick the day after a meet. Um, it's like I've been on this emotional and physical high for, you know, a month, eight weeks coming up to this, and then it all crashes with this one big moment. And you know, I've heard it referred to as the Olympic flu and this and that. And um, so there's different things I do. I mean, right now, music's huge for me. I know it is for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it can mean, it can mean uh, fifty to hundred pounds in the gym. Oh, you know what, dude? Sometimes I'll call music, you know, the non-drug ephedrine. Yeah. You know, people used to use ephedrine and high doses of caffeine and stuff. But there are times where I've taken a caffeine tablet and just nothing happens. Yeah. But then there are other times where without my pre-workout coffee or anything, yeah, music will just take you to a new yep. realm. It yeah. really will. Yeah. Or it could, could do the opposite. It could crush yes, it. Yes, it can. If the gym owner is, you know, playing like, uh, you know, some ballad. Yeah. That, that can also destroy you the opposite way. Oh, so that's like Britney Spears or something's on the radio. Yeah, how are you supposed to, you know? Here's one for you guys. I know for me, you know, it's definitely got to be something hard and heavy. But it has to be, if I want to have a killer session, it's got to be music I know. Like, I know by heart. Yes, I'm with because you. Because I'll be able to, I can lose my head in it. I don't have to think. I'm, my mind didn't like thinking, looking for lyrics or anything. I just know the beat. I know the, and I can lose myself in it and go kind of mindless. Um and it's weird. I'll have I have one album in particular that I played for like a year and a half every training session, and people like you're listening to that again. It's like, well, it works. You know, I you know, know the songs. I like it. It's the right deal. I hear you. I will. I've got the same playlists on my MP3 player that I've probably listened to a thousand times. Yeah. And even though I like to rotate in fresh music, I think that's important too. Yeah. I think it's too stale. But yeah, I will listen. I will set a song. Exactly where it needs to be, <laughs> like before I get under the bar. You know, it's yep. it's it's a sort of a ritual. Like I'll set the MP3 player at a certain you know uh, part of the song. Yep. I'll, I'll do my knee wrap thing, get up under the bar, smack my belly, kind of do a sumo stomp, 
boom, then it's time to squat. And, you know, it just, all that stuff, I think, just like they say sleep rituals get you ready to sleep, I think all that stuff tells your nervous system exactly what's coming next. Yeah. You know? So. Hey, Phil, what, yes. album, what album is that that you're referring to? Um, It's Slayer, okay. South of Heaven. Right. And I don't know. It's just one that I always go back to. And uh, that's a good question, Rob. Let's let's talk about the, some of our suggestions then. And I don't know. With it, I don't know. For me, I don't know. It's Slayer. If, if you guys know it, which I don't, I'm sure Rob probably does. It's they're really they were kind of well renowned for one of the first people to do the double bass and all that stuff. And there's something about that drum beat, the primalness of it. And it just I don't know. It gets me going. But yeah, well, Slayer is. Uh... Hey, hey, man! I own the box set, so yeah. 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 Well, no, Slayer. It's it's the kind of beat. Slayer is kind of like a a thrash band. Generally speaking, they're referred to as a thrash band. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the original, what they called Big Four: Anthrax, mm-hmm. Megadeth, Slayer, uh, Metallica. Um, but certainly, they would be considered a precursor to what eventually did become um, death metal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dave Lombardo, the drummer, he's he's renowned for uh, you know. In fact, they actually call it the Lombardo beat, yeah. uh, which is that kind of like it's kind of like a beat that's somewhere between you know a, a fast rock beat, but slower, obviously, but half speed mm-hmm. from a blast beat. So it's kind of got that that kind of polka ish. Okay, you know what? We're gonna rope Fortress back in before he starts <laughs> making this a a, a music <laughs> review. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to stick purely to Motivation Fortress, so can you give us some of your favorites? Okay, um, yes, absolutely. Most um, pre, certainly the the imminent music that that I play um, is usually Annihilator, which is my favorite band. Uh, They're Canadian speed metal, thrash metal band. In no Um, small measure because you know the man, right? Well, yeah, Jeff Waters, the guitar player. But yes, Annihilator and certainly uh, all the people out there who have not heard of that band who are prone to uh, seriously manly music might want to look into that band. Um, Meshuga. Meshuga is like a Swedish band that started very Metallica-ish and now they've become their their, their own thing. Some people call it math metal and whatever. It's it's just very avant-garde, kind of very jarring staccato music, but it's extremely aggressive. Um, it's wonderful, Mashuga. Check that out, and specifically their album Chaos Fear. Oh my God, uh, yeah. nineteen ninety eight. And what else? What else? Certainly, like like Phil's saying, thrash metal is always a good choice, whether it be something like you know Exodus or Slayer or mm-hmm. any of that kind of thing. And outside of that, those are usually my two two big ones, really: Annihilator and Mashuga. Well, I know um, you've sir- got you've probably got a whole freaking library uh, of ideas. You know what I've noticed is I. I if every single tune is equally driving, I tend to tune it out a little. I almost like something that's got a little bit like it's more melodic or the, the lyrics are very, um, you know, angering, <laughs> kind of. Right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. You know, and I mean, I've got a huge list of, of stuff that I've done. In fact, you know what? This might make a good next contest for us. Have people, people love to share, you know, their favorite workout tunes. Um, but I like some of the old stuff, like old Van Halen or. Even Motley Crue stuff sometimes I'll listen to just because of, you know it's stuff I listened to a long time ago. Oh yeah. Or uh, uh, Jane's Addiction, some of that old stuff that was very heavy stuff actually. And you know there's stuff like there's sort of classics like Iron Maiden. We already talked about Amon Amarth. Sometimes I'll throw in the occasional uh, orchestral tune like uh, Carmina Burena, you know, or something like that. Just super epic kinds of stuff. 
And then uh, years ago, you turned me on to soil work. I like some of that stuff. And oh, iced yeah. earth. I, I like the sort of the more melodic type stuff. Yeah, I mean, certainly if you look at like a band like Soil Work, they're a Swedish band. If you look at like the Chain Heart Machine, which is their second album, that is awesome. It's just you know, frenetic. Um, there, oh, there's yeah. so much stuff. And, and you know what? Even though obviously I'm very biased towards metal and hard rock, the truth of the matter is it, music when it comes to, it, well, in, in all aspects, is, is very personalized. So although you might, you know, trash like, you know, like Lonnie says, Britney Spears or something, the bottom line is this. Whatever gets you going and gets you fired up is what gets you going and fired up. Right. So, um, you know, and that's the bottom line. But, you know, I, as I've known, I mean, a lot of people obviously in today's world are in a lot of, like, you know, very high energy dance music or hip hop or whatever. So, you know, whatever gets you going um, is what works. But certainly uh, these suggestions that we're making, I mean, and, and if we want to get down to specifics of song, there's a, ba- a very, very long time band called Manowar. I'm sure a lot of people heard their very, yeah. their first album was like the early 80s, but um, they're still floating around. But they have a song called Hail and Kill. Um, off of one of their albums from 20 years ago or whatever. And so anybody out there who wants something, if you're a guy and you just want to go into the gym and rape and pillage and destroy, uh, <laughs> d- download Hail and Kill, and don't be a wimp. Don't steal it. Go and pay 99 cents off of iTunes and buy it um, and play that um, and, and, and listen to the lyrics. And, and at the end of that, if you listen to it two or three times all the way through, if you're not ready at the end of that to gnaw off the door to the gym <laughs> as you go in, um, yeah, you're 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 hurting. Nice. You know what? I I, I want to cut over. I was actually uh, a couple of several weeks ago. I got some quotes from a guy I met down in St. Louis when I was competing. Rich Wallace. He's on Facebook, uh, but uh, he shared some of his favorite stuff. And I just want to go to a quote quickly from him. So this is Rich Wallace. He's a middleweight competitor. He's probably going to be light heavy next time he competes. But he's. Uh, He's got a system together for uh, the caffeine and the music suggestions and stuff. So let's just listen to that just for a minute. Um, I'm an early morning guy, so um, you know I'm usually I'm usually up by five at the latest. So caffeine is definitely uh, part of my uh, part of my pre gym ritual. I gotta have my caffeine just to get going. Yeah. Um, Usually on the way to the gym, I'll just, uh, I'll just blast some metal. <laughs> you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning on my drive to the gym, I've got, I've got metal playing already. A lot of my motivation, I guess, comes internally. It's just, uh, an ongoing thing. You know, it may be, it may be the music as my external motivating factor, but it's a lot of internal, just, thoughts you know i don't like i don't like the thought that someone else could be training harder than me so um you know i don't i don't want to settle for a second so um you know i keep myself going with that just thinking that i'm gonna out train everybody pretty much I, i just fly solo um once in a while i may get together with some buddies and and train, you know, once a month pops. It's it's pretty rare. Um, not a lot of guys like to wake up as early as I do and, and right. be in the gym and out by, you know, seven seven thirty. So I just find that I have more energy in the morning. Um, it's easy for it's easier for me to get going. Whereas if I would go after work, it's just I'm I'm mentally exhausted. You know, my mind I find is not in it um, as much as it should be. Um, 
my lifts just aren't as good. The energy's not there. And mm-hmm. on top of that, the gym's just crowded. I get annoyed if I have to wait on equipment. My gym playlist, um, Metallica, old, mm-hmm. old school Metallica, you know, puppets, um, Ride the Lightning, Justice, anything off of those albums. Um, maybe even a little bit off of Kill em All. Um, I like a lot of, uh, a lot of the newer metal bands, um, Trivium. Trivium just is one of those bands for me that can elicit such strong um, emotions that I just feel like I get a huge adrenaline surge listening to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it. I just respond to uh, to their music a lot more than any of the other bands. Um, another one I listen to, Chimera. I'm a real big fan of Chimera. Um mm-hmm. As They Lay Dying, Soil Work, um, In Flames. I'll tell you one, one, um, Viking metal band that is on my playlist is called, they're called King of Asgard. They've only got one album out, I think. Um, it's been out within the past few years. So they're pretty new, but, um, they're worth checking out. They're, they're pretty cool if you're, if you're into Viking metal. Sweet. Okay. But Phil, I wanted to ask you, um, you're talking about listening to stuff over and over. It, how wide is your repertoire? I mean, you're you're an artistic guy. You must have a, a pretty big spectrum of stuff there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I get... I listen to about anything. But I'm... There's very little I won't listen to. But in the gym, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer there's there's a time and a place for every kind of music. And, and the gym isn't the place for me to go in and listen to, you know reggae or you know something like that yeah so yeah. my gym selection is very it's it's pretty short um for my hard and heavy days um it, it's things i've listened to honestly since the 80s yeah you know and it's yes. just it's, it's music that i know and i've been around and i know it works um and then the once once even let's say it's my squat day and once my hard sets of squats are over i'll pop in anything for my assistance work that allows me to settle down um, and do my assistance work for what it should be, assistance and not busting my butt. Mm-hmm. Because I will get caught up in the music and, and do too much. Oh, that's, um, that's always been my problem, too. <laughs> yes. If I keep that going. So, I mean, and my wife's the opposite. She'll go in there and put in Johnny Cash, and she can hit a killer session. I'm like, come on, babe. I mean, I like Johnny Cash and all, but this didn't get me ready to pick up 800 pounds. Yes. So, well, there's definitely uh, something to the faster beat stuff, which is, you know, it, it's yeah. sort of like the primal FM thing. You know, those guys, you know, that, of course, mm-hmm. simulcast us, uh, uh, bless their little metal hearts. But that's the idea, right? Is Something a little faster is going to yeah. tell your nervous system it's go time. Yeah. You know, and Johnny Cash is sort of heavy and driving like a locomotive sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, not the kind of speed maybe that you might be looking for. For me, it's definitely, I don't know, Slayer, old Metallica, anything before, anything Master of Puppets and back, I guess. Um, I'm very biased to the newer Metallica. Um, Meaning you don't like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I think the downfall with them came about in Justice for All, and then they just went and marketed. You know, they just, yeah, anyways, another story for another time. Um, Megadeth, uh, I can listen to some White Zombie. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't bring up Five Finger like, Death uh, Punch. Mike Nelson turned me on to those guys. Talk about hate. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff that's filled with messages of hate in war. 
And yeah, exactly. Band, and of course, my <laughs> high school buddy is the guitar player in that band. Is he? Nice. Yeah. They're not playing you know, games. Things, things about killing babies and raping people and stuff like that, you know, even though I don't condone that stuff, it, it really gets me ready to train. So... Well, hey, that's that's one of the reasons that sport, and especially sports like you know uh, weightlifting, uh, bodybuilding, powerlifting, that kind of stuff, you can do it instead of cutting someone down with a broadsword. Exactly. You know. So yeah, schizophrenic. Chop their head in half. Certainly, you were alluding to things like you know coffee and so stuff like that. I mean, how do you guys eat? Um, how, how would you format your last meal before a session? What, what, generally speaking, would you eat, and how far out from the meat? How the, the session, the training session? How about you, Phil? Oh, for me, uh, it depends. I'll just ninety percent of the time I'm trying to gain weight, so I'll just stick with that. Um, for me, it's usually pretty simple carbohydrates, something easily digestible. Um, you know, I could even go knock back a six donuts and a whey shake. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's for me personally. I think it's the what's helped me the most is realizing that nutrition before my training is a lot more important than nutrition following it. Uh, if I have fuel in there, some some carbohydrates to get me jacked up, um, I'll have a better session. So an hour before, uh, I'll load something up. I'm one of those people that can't have like a a big bowl of oatmeal and then go squat heavy because there'll be oatmeal all over the wall. But uh, <laughs> there's a picture, yeah. You know, I can have I can have simple, easily digested stuff. You know, and it's a big caloric load um, that, that's easily digestible and things like that. So yeah. be, right I, now, it's it's more sane food, but it's an hour out or so. I got to eat before, um, and then I go hit it. Yeah, and so. I would. I always tell all the athletes, God, don't don't lift completely fasted. You're yeah. half wasting your effort. You know, we, we talk about efficiency all the time, not doing junk reps or junk sets, but it's the same thing with food. You know, you yeah. lift fasted, you're just kind of beating yourself up for less uh, overall gain, less net yeah. gain. You know. Yeah, well, I, I, I think, I'm sorry. I certainly agree with uh, eating a good meal before you train. Although I definitely go further out, usually about two, two and a half hours before. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my, I always say that if you're trying to eat well um, for that session on that day, you've already missed the boat. To me, if yeah. I have a heavy session tomorrow, it's what I eat today and yesterday. That's going to oh, be right. Well, mean, you know, the research would actually tell you that there's a, about a 20% difference in fatigue when you're glycogen Replete, not necessarily glycogen carb loaded, but you know, yeah. full of glycogen versus when you're you're depleted in it. I mean, twenty percent—that's a lot. Yeah, no, that's uh, right. And like you're saying, that's from the that's from the day before and earlier in that day. It's not right before. I think a lot of people might be surprised, but I don't usually get fancy in any way. I, I like Phil. I'll usually try to slam some kind of a a whey drink or something. I got to be careful with the carb timing before though, because if I get if I eat stuff like cold cereal in the morning. I'll just be comatose for half the day, and I'll never be able to pull it together. No much, you know, regardless of how much music or caffeine I dump into the system. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, the old thing you and I used to do, Rob, was was always fun, where I would just go get a big hamburger and a large coffee. You know, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It, it, that sounds weird to people. You know, hamburger and coffee. Yeah, oh yeah, try it. You know, it, it does <laughs> it's work a magic quite blend. well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, don't don't do the whole fries and coke and stuff thing. No, just no, get, no. Just get as large a hamburger as you can with. With his, you know, it doesn't have to be loaded with anything. Just made some pickles and, uh, you know, onions or whatever. And, and like, a, yeah, big, large black coffee. 
But certainly we're talking about things like caffeine and stuff, and cer- certainly we're not uh, suggesting that anybody should ever rely on caffeine or coffee or any uh, energy-type drink, because the fact remains is that if you're not rested and well-fed, all those things, and, and, and again, I've said it many times, because you've said it, Lonnie, the whole idea about, you know, you, you just, it's like throwing, you know, gasoline on a fire that's burnt out a long time ago. So, you know, to, to really get the best, you know, the benefit of the, those types of things, those kind of you know, central nervous system stimulants, I, I think definitely you have to have that backed up with, again, adequate rest and adequate nutrition. Sure. Um, well, actually, so, yeah. because otherwise you're, you're going to dump epinephrine, you're going to dump adrenaline, you know, and, and electricity yeah. down your wires, and if there's nothing in the gas tank, you know, nothing's going to happen. You know, it's going to it's going to be uh, weak. And I, I think you know, I see so many. Sorry, Phil, I see so many guys doing that. Two young guys, you know, they they don't they don't sleep very well. You know, they'll sleep four or five hours, you know, on a weekend or whatever. They have a session the next day, you know, and the, the, they didn't eat much. They had a bowl of cereal that morning, you know, and then the, the, you, the, and then you see them, you know, frantically with the. You know, the Red Bull or whatever, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the numerous, uh, you know, different, uh, <laughs> energy drinks now that are all over at every variety store, you know, and they're backing that down. And you're just like, you know what, man, you'd be better off just staying home and eating. And well, it follows eat. Phil's rule, like sensible eating. If you're normally just eating to gain weight, for example, you could follow the same rules. Like, I don't drink highly caffeinated coffee all day long. Yeah. You know, I'll have decaf and stuff. And people are like, oh my God, you're drinking decaf. It's not. It's not go time. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sixty minutes. You time your coffee. Coffee will get in your system literally in about fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah. You know, so you could literally take a caffeine pill on your way to the gym or something if you wanted to go that route. And I don't really think caffeine capsules are that different from, uh, you know, coffee. It's just more socially acceptable to have coffee instead of a caffeine tablet. But honestly, if you look at the research from guys like Terry Graham or Lawrence Spreet, coffee and caffeine are actually slightly different. In their, you know, mm-hmm. performance boosting effects, and for people who are interested, I wouldn't suggest this, but the performance enhancing effect of ca- milligrams of caffeine is six milligrams per kilo of your body weight. Wow. So, I mean, for you guys, that's Jesus, that's like yeah. three Vibram capsules or some or tablets. Yeah. My God, yeah. you know, you'd be in orbit. Um, but again, no. it's, you know, based on body weight. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, I mentioned, you know, I load up on simple carbohydrates before training and whatnot, and I think that's, it's because it almost gives me a stimulatory effect. And it's because I don't eat that stuff all the time. And, you and when time, I load up on it, yeah, I, right. I load up before and it's like, wow, okay, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it almost has a caffeine-like effect. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I go back to the regularly scheduled program again afterwards. But, um, no, and I think what you guys mentioned, too, it's more the day before and stuff like that. I've been dealing with that with, with a client recently that came to me, and, and he's he's getting serious. He has some, some major goals, and we had a good, we strung together a good three weeks. And then he met a, a lady friend and started going out at nights and this and that and had strung together about three or four crap sessions. Um, and it was like, look, you know, you've got to, you get, you're putting, you, you've got to get your ducks in a row. If yeah. this is important to you, you know, for me, I know Saturday is essentially my biggest day of the of the week, training-wise. I don't go out Friday night, and that's just something I accept. You know what? You that know, reminds I know me I'm of at film. home resting and getting ready for tomorrow. That reminds me of the movie uh, uh, 13th Warrior when he said, the, the guy from... Uh, from the Middle East says, so we don't drink tonight? And he says, no, little brother, we do not drink tonight. <laughs> you know, with that very idea, right? You're not going to ruin yourself for the next day. You know, I'd like to bring something else up. The whole idea, that because we started this whole thing talking about, you know, you use the word line ritual. I certainly am a big proponent 
and, and sometimes I think it's not even the black coffee so much as the caffeine as it is the smell and the taste of it. Because I'm, I'm like you. I don't actually drink coffee rarely except for when before I go to the gym. You know, that's a good point, Rob. And I'll tell you what. I want to – let's go to break quickly because that's what I want to bring up after our break. Let's go to break and we'll, we'll come back and we'll discuss pre-workout rituals because I know exactly where you're going with that and I couldn't agree more. So let's just take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in a moment. It really depends on what body part I train, you know, what I think about. But it is, it always has to be something that has involved in some form or the other result of gnosis. You know, I really psyched myself up for it. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. And on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact uh, follow us in other media and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on our radio. Thanks. I consider bodybuilding philosophical, very much so. I question my existence. Why do I exist? Where am I going? Uh, I always had this craving for more. I compare this to uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. This the Siegel uh, wanted to to do something different than the normal everyday thing which he was supposed to do and they urged him to do. He wanted to expand and to wonder and to, to do something unique and artistic and not only, not only in, in the sense for expanding uh, his artistic ability but for this, in the sense of he's expanding, he's expanding his awareness. To me it's the same type of thing I associate with my bodybuilding. So naturally the dedication I have for the sport is very intense. I'll give anything. I'll give total commitment to do it. Because I, I, I must do it to the best or better than I can possibly do it for my ability. And uh, that's what it's all about tomorrow night on stage. All year long I've been doing this. And now, the final day is here to show what I've done. Welcome back to Iron Radio. Here we are. Now, listen, we're, we're talking now about uh, preparations and how you kind of set yourself up for that next training session. And now we've reached the uh, the point where we're actually talking about specific rituals and, and what that involves. And certainly when I bring it up, I, I what I meant to say is... I think it's important for an athlete to um, everything that you do or most of the things that you do before and to go to the gym should I think if you set yourself up to something um, very familiar that only you associate all those things with training I think that helps and I'll give you an example um, I have a separate place where I keep all the clothes that I train in and I never do anything else in these clothes but train you know like this th- these are the pairs of socks that I'll wear these are the, and, and it's one of those things where I won't put these things on and drive around for six hours doing stuff and then you know what I mean wearing them doing just day-to-day stuff and then go to the gym if I have to go out and I'll eventually arrive at the gym I'll actually bring these clothes separately so I'm not wearing them everywhere 
Um, certainly, I don't mean like you know just to put them on and then drive to the gym, but I really firmly believe that that, and that's what, what I was saying about coffee too. Sometimes to me, it's le- it's not it's less about the caffeine um, and more about just the smell because I'm not I don't I'm not really a heavy coffee drinker outside of going to the gym. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it, so it's that kind of a re- reminder thing. And, and again, if you have a certain music uh, selection of music, again, uh, clothes like like you know you you don't wear the T-shirt that you wear you know when you went out for a date with your girlfriend on Saturday. You know, like these are the you know five, six, seven, two shirts that you go to the gym with. All those things are very. Um, Tactile, uh, everything taste. Almost the idea of a uniform is what you're saying. Like a, you know, martial Absolutely. artists will put on a uniform, or, you know, and that's obviously telling your mind, you know, that's a ritual itself. It's t- it's time to get busy, you know. Yeah, exactly, and, and if you have all those reminders, and that you only associate all these different things with actually training, then it becomes that much more special. And then, by, by the same token, when you're done. Um, you know, if you're going right home, you drive home and you take the stuff off, right? And if you're not going straight home, you take the stuff off and you put other clothes on while you're going. I just really think that that's a really good move because again, it keeps things very defined. Like, like you say, this is, this is your battle gear. You know what I mean? This is not the gear that you go and eat dinner with and then right. you go to the mall for three well, hours and, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, uh, Stallone turning his hat around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's true. I mean, I I think that's one of the biggest reasons why you know a singlet is a required piece of equipment and powerlift. The minute that singlet goes on, I know what I'm in for. It's it's time to work. You know, I don't wear it for anything else. It's go time. Yeah. You know, um, and things like that. I got my singlet. I got my belt. I got my wraps. I'm good to go. You know, it, let's let's do this thing. Right. And you know what? A lot of this brings me back to something that Rob said ages ago, and I think we've recorded about this before in our archives somewhere, but um, the preparation period, Rob used to say, and I, kn- I know we all agree with this to some extent, uh, is as important in a lot of ways as the workout. So if you want to be serious about progress, you might say, listen, I'm setting aside a two to three hour block here. Mm-hmm. The whole oh, thing yeah. is not an exhaustive exercise session with your heart rate elevated. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's an it's a sixty minute period before you enter the halls of Valhalla, you yeah. know, in which you're dedicating it to get your mind straight. So you don't want to do stuff like run and pay bills and then fight with your nope. girlfriend and then this and that and then oh I'm going to hurry I got to get to the gym and make it a, an errand. You know, oh, yeah, um, yeah. and go lift for sixty minutes, and then I'm going to run off to you know pay the the, the furnace people or whatever. You know, screw that. Yep. Set aside the time. It's time to go somewhere else. Yep. You know, mentally. And that's where I think you know it very much is habitual. And you know, I have a set program. At this time, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to eat now, and then I'm going to start training at this minute. You know, and things like that. And I know, I mean, I'm. I'm one of those people, and I think a lot of lifters and athletes are that way. I mean, we have little ticks and this and that. Um, you know, I set up my bar. It's got to be a certain way. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, my plate's got to match and this and that. And yep. I get the right music yep. on and yada, yada. Absolutely. And, uh, I always use the same bar when I get there, all that kind of yep. stuff. Exactly. And it's... And another thing I, I think we should bring up is the whole idea that so many people you always say, oh, you know, like are, are you go to the gym today because it's somebody's regular training day, and they're like, oh, I, I just don't, you know, I don't know when you're going to be there. To me, it's too late. If you have to, like, I mean, I like this morning, I worked out this morning. Um, 
you know, oftentimes I'll work out at evening, and oftentimes yeah. I'll work out in the afternoon. The whole thing is don't wait to the day that you're supposed to be in the gym to figure out that you don't have time. Yeah. Because you'll always have time if one or two days before you think, when's my next session? Okay, what do I yeah. have going on that day? Anything different than I normally have going on, or what's the schedule like that day? Yeah. You know, like I went this morning because we were doing the podcast this afternoon where I normally, you, you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. It, it, it's not a big deal. You just have to, a day or two before, make a mental note, when's my next session? Yeah. What do I have going on that day? So and it doesn't just, become an errand, right? Well, then, yeah, then you don't wake up that day and, 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 you know, the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, uh, oh my God, I'm supposed to, you know, bench press today. It's right. like, I've got to work out. It's like a yeah. duty or something. When I'm going to do it, you know, and then it's too late because nine o'clock at night and you're like, oh, well, I, I guess I just have to blow it off today. You, yeah. That's no excuse. I mean, anybody who's a serious athlete, um, you know. Dude, though, I bet that happens a lot. I bet in the general public well, that's, that happens a lot. That's why I'm bringing this up because I see it all the time in what people say to me, right? Where were you? The, uh, and it never ceases to amaze me. I'm thinking, you know, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I really just do not believe that people can't find an hour three times a week. Yeah. And but but they probably won't be able to if again they wait to the day that they were thinking about going, and then they excuse me, and then they realize, oh uh, oh man, I forgot that you know I had a meeting at. And I was going to go up. Forget that crap. Think about what you're doing, man. You know, and find that hole, whether it be six o'clock in the morning, noon, three o'clock in the afternoon, nine o'clock at night. Find that window. Yeah. Yeah. And like Lonnie says, very important. If the workout is going to take you 60 minutes, 90 minutes, that's all well and good, but always buffer on each side of it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which lends itself to specifically what we're talking about today, right? The whole idea that, you know, give yourself whatever it is, right, for you, whether it be half an hour, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. It's time to become a Highlander or a Viking or, you know, pick your uh, ancestry, I don't know, but you get Well, no, but it's true, and and going back to something you said, Lonnie, about 15 minutes ago, the whole idea, and I see this all the time, too, yeah, somebody goes and they works, you know, their full day, or does whatever they're doing, and then they drive and stop at the gym just like it's another chore, and that is horrible, because then you're sitting in the car, you park the car, and you've had no chance to switch gears, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's... That really is setting yourself up to be disappointed. <clears throat> well, like Phil said, I tend to do what he does. My schedule, my work schedule is so redonkulous, you know, yeah. between all the things that I do. And so I take my weekend. I mean, yep. unless you work weekends, you know, and like then you said, Rob, find the hole then, wherever that is. But I do the same thing. I'll set aside Sunday and, you know, it's especially right now, I've actually assigned a specific day. Instead of rotating different body parts, actually Sunday is going to be my sacred squat day. And uh, yeah, the gym owner, he's actually opening the gym after hours so a small group of us can go squat. But yeah, fantastic. Put on the Conan soundtrack or something. All of this is leading us to to say the obvious. Don't leave. If you're a serious athlete, okay, or a serious just in training, whether you compete or not, but you're serious about what you do in the gym or whatever, don't leave things to chance. Know what your gym hours are, first of all. You know, like there is a difference between if a gym closes at 5 or 6 o'clock, you know what I mean? It sounds stupid, but again, know what your gym hours are. And if you have a scheduled workout and there's a holiday, a long weekend, Christmas, something coming up, Find out what the schedule is. Don't be like all ramped up for your squat session and then realize that gym closed early and you missed it. Find out. If you if you know there's a holiday coming, find out what those hours are and stuff. So, again, you can pre-plan. 
you know what you're doing, you know when the gym's available to you, and you can make, you know, you can make your schedule according. Don't be one of these guys that always has excuses based on the fact that they have no preparation, they don't know what the hell's going on, they don't know when their gym was open, and oh well, big deal. Because me, then there's all, no ritual. Think about no, it. We're, and we're talking about the value of me. rituals, right? Yeah, yeah, and all that says to me is you're not serious. That's all oh, that yeah. says to me. If you didn't And take, most of the people that say that stuff are the ones that spend, you know, two and three hours a night watching Jersey Shore. Right, yeah. and they say we don't have time to train. Yeah, but um, no, I think you're right. Like Lonnie said, <laughs> I mean, like Lonnie said, it's a, uh, you know, my schedule's crazy right now. So I, I know my Saturdays open in the morning, so that's my day to be my best day of the week. And then the other days of the week, you know, I, I know I'll fit in training on Monday. I know I'll fit it in on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, they're just not my killer days, but I'll get it in. And then, but my ritual day is definitely Saturday, and that's like everything is is planned out to the minute almost. And, you know, and you know what, Phil, what you're saying, it's uh, you, Phil's phrase, "punch the clock." I've always really liked that. That doesn't yeah. mean yeah. run an errand or 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 do your duty. You know, um, it's yeah. it's more like that blue collar. I've got a goal, and I'm going to meet my schedule. You know, as opposed to maybe a, a super special day that you might set aside. Yeah. But yeah, so I think listeners know better too, right? Every day cannot be a single peak ultimate workout. Um, and you know, like Phil says, when you compete, uh, a peak by definition has a valley on either side. That's like, you know, words of wisdom from the coach there. And uh, I think that's a thing we got to think about during the week too. That's something I'm learning as I rotate through the three power lifts. I cannot maximally focus on each one you know on any given week i'm going to say i'm really going to think about deadlifts this week or maybe a couple weeks in a row you know it's going to be deadlifts i really like this i'm having fun with it then maybe i'll get to bench or something like that you know but yeah trying to be maximally wigged out on all three lifts uh you're sort of divided in it's like throwing a three darts at three different targets you know what i mean it's 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 too confusing. I just want to be more razor focused than that. Yeah, you know, I want to bring something else up. That I always thought was very interesting, certainly for me, and I I think probably would follow suit for a lot of guys out there. I've always enjoyed when the gym I was turning at uh, had me at least driving for ten fifteen minutes. I always really enjoy the isolation of being in the vehicle and driving. You know, you have your iPod on, or you have your stereo going, or you know, you so you, got, you, you incorporate that music in there, and maybe like you say, you bring your cup of Joe along with you, and so you, you're kind of very you know, quiet, isolated, there's nobody around distracting. You can kind of get into a very kind of trance-like zombie, like, you know, not that you're not paying attention to your driving, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so by the time you get there, you've kind of had that moment to kind of decompress from having to Well, you've searching. kind of begun the journey, you know, to Valhalla. You, yeah. You've, you've gotten in the car, and you're right, it, it, because it's so private, you can crank the music really loud. Yeah, and, and, and certainly, whatever you it, want. Like Phil has his, his gym right there, and certainly that's not <laughs> mandatory. But you know, even for if you have your gym in your you know, garage or your basement or whatever that is, again, find find somewhere that again it's just you or your buddy that's training with you, and you can kind of just you know because if, if you're staying like, if if you do have a squat rack, you know, out in the, the 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 garage, and you're about to go out there. In five minutes before you're in the kitchen where your mom, you know, your wife's making a meatloaf and your kids are tugging at you and punching you in the, in the nuts. And I mean, I mean, it's just, you know, by the time you get out there, you're already frayed. You know what I mean? Your, your nerves are already frayed. So even if you have to go out, you know, in the back or something or, you know, or go in the washroom and just kind of chill out for a few minutes, like, again, try and find, get yourself centered, you know, find the, find that place that is your place and your place alone. You know, kind of tap into a little bit of that, you know, uh, you know, hardwiring ancient brain. And 
I, I really do believe in that. Like, really believe in that. Because I think if you're just frantic the moment before you go in, it just kind of carries over. You know, and you haven't had a chance to kind of, you know, I mean, you, you'll never see an elite athlete in any Olympic sport doing that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they always have moments where they're, you know, you, you're, again, you're centering yourself, whatever that means for you. But I think that's important. So, you know, make, make sure that, again, even if you, like I said, you go in the basement, you do your workout, make sure that you do that for yourself and, and allow yourself that, you know, don't, if you have a family and they're doing that to you, just, just make it very clear that, you know, this is your time, you know, and it, and it extends, you know, at the minimally 10, 15 minutes before, you know, the actual activity begins. Right. I'll tell you, as we wind down here, because we're just about out of time, I, I think what you're saying, just an observation, it's, these are the kinds of things, it's not just about the workout today. These are the kinds of things that make a strong emotional connection to the iron and turn you into a lifer. So, if, if you're not used to this, any listeners, if you're a beginner or something like that, I know we were running some ads on the internet and this and that, and people might be tuning in for the first time. These are the kinds of things they pump you up today, but they also over the months strengthen. You know, they build. I like the idea of slow building momentum. Like Phil says, sometimes you're pulling back a little on purpose. You're almost saving into the adrenaline gas tank for later, you know, and so you're, you're always thinking about it, but you're also building this strong emotional tie that's going to make you a lifer. And if you're a lifer, like the three of us and so many of our listeners, you win because you're going to reclaim manhood on a level that most people just don't, you know, the society doesn't want to allow these days, to be honest. Yeah, and don't let, you know, like we've talked about this so often, but, you know, modern society will do everything in its power to kind of, you know, turn metrosexualize you, you know, that whole idea. And, you know, and I, again, we have female listeners, so certainly this is not excluding them, but, but I mean, certainly this is yours. You know, this is your opportunity to express yourself in this way, psychologically, physically, in a way that, you know, most, you know, pursuits in the modern world won't let you do. Um, Right. You know, so become to, a standout in a unique way. Yeah, yeah. this can be. So, you, so you champion, can have heroism with women too. It's yeah. It's we say masculine a lot. That point well taken. We could just as easily be saying heroism. Yeah, like yeah. look at like you know the the people who succeed. I mean, try, try and compartmentalize everything. You know, like everything, and try and be as best as you can at everything. You know, but don't try and be as best as you can all at once with everything. You know, like when you're with your spouse or with your girlfriend or with your friends, be with them. When you're eating, eat. Right. When you're, when you're training, in school, train. train. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, and, and, and be a good person. You know, like, like smile at people. Hold a door open for somebody. Be nice to people. You know, like be the best person you can be. So You know, isn't not, it funny too, Rob, as you say that, I picture people like Bill Pearl. Some of these oh, guys are the most ahead. heroic are also the most gentlemanly, the oh, most absolutely. polite, the most respectable. They have respect for themselves and others. They don't find fault with the others. You know, they 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 try to have respect for themselves and others. These are strengths, you know, that sort of tie into the lifestyle. Yeah, you know, and give the public, you know, I mean, as you get stronger and bigger, the public's going to, you know, you're going to stand out more and more to the public. Try and, you know, try and represent us as not meatheads. Certainly there's a time to be a meathead because Lonnie and I get into that zone fairly frequently when we're together. But, you know, but I mean, but you know, like, I mean, that, that should be, you know, in, in controlled environments that certainly into the general public. Try and be a good person. You know, try, like, like I said, smile. Hello. How are you doing? Be polite. 
change the you, the way because people see you and, and let's be honest with you, the average person gets intimidated by you, you know, in, in some manner. Well, and not just that, but honor. I, I think a value system that includes honor is almost gone. It's it seems ancient to me, but it has value. Of so. course, you go in the gym, clean up after yourself. You know what I mean? Treat people with respect. Um, Unless somebody treats you with not with respect, and then you have to pull their throat out. But I mean, the point being is, <laughs> you know, again, as Lonnie says, you know, a, a true warrior. I mean, Lonnie and I were talking about this, you know, the movie Three Hundred a few weeks ago, and how, you know, that that's such a great movie and so forth. And I, I was re- lately, I've been reading up a little bit on the whole Spartan lifestyle, and the whole idea that you know they hold, always considered that the perfect warrior was not just somebody who fought well on the body, battlefield, but somebody who was well versed in everything. And, and Spartan warriors were actually um, taught to be witty. They were taught that they were encouraged to be as educated as possible. They this were, is not unlike Rob, you know, like ancient samurai, you know, the sort of warrior philosopher idea. These guys were not meatheads, like you no, said. No, They'd no, cut no. your throat out if you if you just if you wronged them in the in a certain way. They would just kill you on the spot. You know, they are pure courage, but they weren't dumb. No, and they would march to, to battle, and and they would all be playing music and singing together because it was considered to be a you know a good um, thing to be able to be musical and to be I mean and these are the kinds of things you know like be the best you can in everything you do but as I say compartmentalize them so they're not trying to be the best you can be in everything all at once words you know, to live by yeah and look at everything that you do that way you know you have your family you have your friends you have the gym you have your job you have all these different things and it can be very taxing but I think it becomes easier again when you when you separate them all delineate each one as a specific thing that you do, and when you go to do that, do that. And I'll tell you, I'm going to say one last thing before we're done, and that's that I think what you're saying there is something that in a lot of ways we're missing, uh, maybe more so in the bodybuilding than in the powerlifting world, but when you look at the commercial media that surrounds strength sports, it's rarely as authentic as what we do or you know, a strive for education or whatever it is, and it's, it becomes very one-dimensional, you know, and these guys, all they ever think about is their abs, you know, or something <laughs> right, like that. Right, right. Enough, you know, man up. That's, that's what I'm going to end with. Phil, you got anything? No, that's good. I, I think we covered it all, man. So, you know, I, and, and, you know, as I always say, we love feedback. We really love feedback. You know, whether it be a Facebook page or you know email or whatever, we like hearing about people. Are you know our listens and their sessions and their workouts and send us your pre. You know, if you got some pre ritual stuff and stuff, we love this stuff. Yeah, man. favorite we tunes. Yeah, send us again. Yeah, like Phil said, an album. You know, send us your favorite albums if you have any that you know that really yeah. ramp you up. We'll maybe read some on the air. Like this is all very cool stuff, and we want to make yeah. this whole thing a very family like thing. So, whether, again, as I said last week, whether it's two thousand people or 300,000 people that, you know, is part of the Iron Radio Brotherhood. We want it to feel that way. So the more we hear from you, um, the more that, you know, we can turn it into like a, a, a big kind of collaborative between, you know, a large group of people that, you know, have a singular focus towards something and, and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And you never know what's going to help somebody else, you know, it, what somebody else can ad- adopt or and it's, yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Until next time, everybody, hail and kill. Thanks a lot, everyone. From the rage, the gods forgot the secret of steel and left it on the battlefield. And we who found it are just men.
gods, not giants. Just men. Steel has always carried with it a mystery. You must learn its riddle. You must learn its discipline. For no one, no one in this world can you trust. Not men, not women, not beasts. This you can trust. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.